Flower City Union versus Chattanooga FC. The takeaways for me are relatively few, but important for followers of the team. First and foremost, that they are able to compete in this league. Fans of the team know from last year that more often than not, Flower City Union was outclassed in league matches, but Looking at the Nisa table and the performances so far, despite having zero points and zero goals in two matches, Flower City Union looks to be competitive with the two teams that are currently sitting at the top of the table. Uh, against Chattanooga, we saw good spells of possession and uh, a team that was uh, relatively even with the Nisa League favorites. Uh, the changes in the lineup from what we had seen the first few matches were first Aliun Diakate coming off in favor of a new signing from Richmond Kickers, Matt Bolduc. Bolduc is a pretty exciting signing, uh, definitely a higher class of player than uh, this league gets oftentimes. So really looking forward to seeing what he can do. In this match offensively, uh, he started as the striker. Uh, and we didn't see a lot of play get to him uh, in danger around the goal area. But like I said, good spells of possession, promising signs that they can stand toe to toe with a team like Chattanooga. The only other change we saw in this one was Angelo Calfo coming into the defensive midfield spot that has been manned thus far by Cartagena, a player who I mentioned uh, early on is, is one that I really like. But Calfo brings a different dimension. He's bigger. He's more of a pure destroyer in that role, uh, a little bit less fancy with his distribution. Cartagena also plays simply himself, but has uh, perhaps more of an eye for, for a long pass, but a little bit smaller in stature. Uh, Coach Jordan Sullivan, perhaps looking to take advantage of Angelo Calfo's size. And we did see some big tackles uh, coming in from him. Ultimately, the only goal on the day was scored on a penalty kick by Chattanooga captain Richard Dixon. That's Dick Dixon. Wow, hardcore, hardcore. Who uh, wow. beat Mejia on the penalty kick. Uh, Mejia has proving to be very tough to beat. Only two goals against in league play so far this season. One uh, substitution that FCU made in response was forward Malik Stewart. He's an exciting player, a tricky attacking forward who I'm looking forward to seeing more from. Definitely gave us a little bit of a spark. But again, even as the match wore on, FCU, while able to put some passes together, not able to connect in the final third. The Union then traveled over to Virginia for some U.S. Open Cup action. They took on USL Championship side Lauded United FC, a team that's doing well in the USL this year. And as you might be able to tell from the score, it was 5-0. FCU was no doubt overmatched, but again, proved game. I, I actually do take away some positives from this one. Those of you viewing the stream online had to view it through a bit of a rip in the space-time continuum. You were seeing things from different angles at the same time kind of a 360 hyperspace view of the match 
very interesting uh, viewing experience not so great for tactical analysis but a few things to note uh, the starting lineup saw Aliun Diakate step back into his lone striker role also saw Angelo Calfo start again he started at center back this time with Cartagena coming back in that defensive midfield position Calfo coming in for Nelson it was a 5-0 loss so to be real, there aren't a ton of positives to take away from it, but I can say for the team, they did look good again in spells, maintaining possession, some nice passing in the midfield area, uh, but struggled to turn that possession into transition attacks. The reason for that is my primary negative takeaway from the game, just sloppy passing. We, we knocked the ball around a little bit. And there were always some critical giveaways that seemed to lead to counterattacks that more often than not, Loudon United FC was able to capitalize on. A lot of class on that team, definitely overmatched. Uh, when those transitions came back the other way, our defense was often left unprepared. I saw some what looked like miscommunications or just lack of awareness from really the, the, the entire team on that back, the midfield, the defensive line, just not quick enough uh, to, to pick up their marks, and we often were left to pay for it. Despite the 5-0, I, I do want to give props again to Mejia. He made a few nice saves. He seems like a really nice keeper at this level. I think he's going to be uh, a difference maker in Nisa matches to come. He, he dives really well. He's got a lot of range. He covers a lot of that goal. So again, five goals against. I only was able to see a handful of them, exactly how they went in, because again, we were looking through uh, a rip into space time to try to watch this game. Uh, hopefully something that we don't have to deal with again, but you know, keeps things spicy. Moving on to the other side of town with Rock City Boom of the UPSL. I have had the opportunity to uh, add color commentary to the home Rock City Boom matches uh, against uh, the first match was against the Harry Gunners FC, the second match against the RNY FC Academy. And uh, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed being up in the booth with the legendary Jason North, the voice of the boom, and uh, had a great time. Also had a bird's eye view of those matches as they unfolded. So I can give uh, a few observations of what I saw that first match uh, against the Harry Gunners FC. They're a new team to the league, and they looked from the get-go like they absolutely belong here. Uh, they had a few uh, really sharp players. So starting with them, they, they had a player, Zach Shabby, who was a really crafty midfielder, uh, player Haranya Thomas on the right wing, who was also super skilled, super clever with the ball at his feet, uh, Ahmed. Uh, as a center defensive back who was very difficult to beat. In the end, it was two to two. Uh, Rock City Boom seeding a, a lot of the possession. Uh, Sahara Gunners did take a lot of the impetus throughout the match, but Boom did well to maintain composure uh, and counter. In fact, they, they scored both of those goals late in each half, in stoppage time of each half, in fact. Uh, in the first half, it was Joey Balls getting the ball uh, beautifully, uh, coming to meet the ball, a crafty skill, clever turn, taking on a few defenders, finding space at the top of the box, and banging in a shot, upper 90. That saw us go into the half tide. 
uh, one to one. Uh, again, it was the Harry Gunners with with, with another goal uh, in in the middle of that second half and leaving it late uh, once more. A beautiful play by Dan Rieger on the defensive end to clean out the Sahara Gunners attacker. He got back on the ball, picked his head up. Beautiful ball over the top to Rosano, who had beaten the defense and was able to poke the ball over the on-rushing keeper very late, really in the last seconds of the match to tie it 2-2. Two to two. So overall analysis, I, I, I see a, a boom team with a lot of talent and a lot of good ideas but they weren't quite there yet to maintain a good possession uh, throughout the match. Uh, definitely struggled in the midfield area. Chose to attack uh, down those wings a little bit uh, and get balls in. The problem being in that first match, I, I think that is the, the way that they are used to playing, but they were without one of their star men, their key men in years past. That was Peter DiLorenzo, who was just getting over uh, a little bit of, in, of an injury. Match number two against RNYFC Academy. Peter DiLorenzo was back, starting at striker. Uh, big body, gets his head on, on those crosses, scores a lot of goals that way. And he did the job again on this occasion. So we had another 2-2 two two finish. Uh, and both of those goals came from Peter DiLorenzo, both on crosses, both headers. And he did it with a torn ACL, it turns out. So really sorry to hear that news after the match. Uh, he, he went down uh, somewhere early on in that first half, uh, but was able to continue and get two big goals for the team. RNYFC Academy, for their part, was a very good team. Uh, really prepared. They played mostly with U17s and U19 players. A few players with college experience on that team. Uh, but really very uh, tactically sound. Uh, really good skill on the team. I was I was very impressed overall. They were very calm on the ball and did a lot of possession. Uh, played calmly out of the back. And it was difficult for, for Boom to handle. Again, I think RNYFC got up on us early, got up on Boom early. But uh, as the game wore on, you, you saw Rock City, Boom, kind of use more of their size, more of their smarts to just wear down RNY and, and took control a little bit more in that second half. Another key man from the boom that I wanted to point out in this match was Conrad Zaitowitz. Zaitowitz is an alum of Niagara University, my own uh, alma mater. So special shout out to a fellow Purple Eagle. But in this match, he played uh, as the left back. He really controlled that left wing, again, especially as the match wore on. He combined really well uh, with Alex Harling, who had moved out to the wing, uh, and they did a lot of nice work over there, combining with, with Rosano as well in that center midfield, and did a lot of work. Uh, in fact, uh, he assisted on that, that second uh, Peter DiLorenzo goal to tie the match from uh, a nice cross into the box from that area. Uh, but he, he's definitely a key a key man in controlling the tempo of the game, a key passer. In fact, he started in the center midfield uh, in that first match. Uh, and just seeing what he's able to do with the ball and how he's able to kind of dictate pace of the game makes me wonder if, if perhaps we'll see him in the center midfield to try to take control of matches a little bit more uh, from that position again as uh, as the season wears on. But obviously very effective as a left left back as well. So that was the season starting with two draws. Uh, they went to Verona, New York, uh, just beyond Syracuse down the highway. 
to take on Invictus FC for their third match and were able to wrap up their first one of the season. That was a two to one victory with Tomas Nagy coming in uh, in place of the injured Peter DeLorenzo, who will, will unfortunately be out for the rest of the season, most likely. Uh, a very skilled player, one who coach Mark Mandel speaks really highly of. I'm excited to see him myself. He's currently playing at uh, Roberts Wesleyan, and uh, obviously he's familiar with scoring goals. He's had 14 goals for them in their last season, so hopefully many more to come for Rock City Boom. Uh, on this occasion, the goal scorers were uh, Matthew Sawagat, who scored again another stoppage time goal uh, coming at the end of the first half, and Tanner Bay late in the game 87th minute winner uh really nice work from him he's a player who who's worked really hard uh in the engine room in the midfield doing a lot of tackling a lot of tracking back uh helping with that transition play so it was nice to see him rewarded with a game-winning goal that match was followed by another away match in utica against united elite krajisnik fc pardon my pronunciation if that is incorrect I do not speak whatever language that word comes from. That one, unfortunately, ending in a 3-1 to one defeat for Rock City Boom. Don't have the details on that one yet, having just been played at time of recording. So hopefully more on that one when you tune in next time. But Rock City Boom have their next game coming up this Sunday. It's a home game at... 7 p.m. against Syracuse FC. I'll be back up in the booth for that one, so be sure to come on out or listen in. Uh, all the games are streamed live. All the home games are streamed live on YouTube. I believe each team is responsible for their their own their own broadcast. So stay tuned to uh, Rock City Boom socials. They do a good job of keeping you updated um, to watch where those streams are if they are away from home. It's a it's it's a pretty tight season so far in the upsl western new york division rock city boom obviously coming in with mixed results we saw uh, a couple of really really tight ones against a few newcomers in sahara gunners fc and in uh, rny fc academy uh, we saw uh, the win coming against uh, invictus fc and, and a loss at united elite krasnik fc and that all adds up to five points. It puts them fourth in the table at the moment, but with an extra game or two played over a few of the teams below them. That match coming up against Syracuse FC is an important one. That team being at the top of the table currently, nine points in three matches. So that is sure to be a tough one, but an important one for Boom if they are going to make a statement and kind of start that charge back toward the top if they are going to get that fourth consecutive league championship. So an exciting one coming up. Hope to see you out there at Eastridge High School. If you come on out, wave up at the booth. I'll be sure to wave back, or I'll certainly do my best.